Does the thought of selling your products or programs make you feel sleazy and greasy and kind of queasy? Does it make you nervous? Does it make you sweat? Does it leave you feeling guilty regret? Listen, you've got to make money, honey. You won't be in business for long if you think selling is wrong. If you've got the drive to stay alive, to survive and see your venture thrive, you've got to learn to love to sell, to do it right and do it well. Don't worry, you won't go to hell. Today, we're talking about how to honestly, ethically, and confidently sell your products without selling your soul. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Excited for today's episode, How to Sell Your Product without selling your soul. And I think Coach Tam, that was the perfect lead in because it kind of defines what we're talking about today. Because when I shared with Coach Sunny Bunny what today's topic was, and then she was trying to remember it. Honey, what did you think today's episode was? How to sell yourself without selling your soul to the devil. Love it. Gotta have props. I have a prop. This dude couple this is a mother and son to have got their first coaching clients from south africa isn't that awesome nice. we have a we have a lot of members posting in our private facebook group and in our inner circle group right now who are getting their first second third fifth clients and it's so exciting yeah. so um one of the things that they had to do in order to get their clients believe it or not was to sell they had to they had to take payment they had to make an offer and you know so many of our so many of our inner circle members ha- came into the inner circle experience feeling very nervous about selling they're they're ministry minded they've been helping people for decades and doing it for free and then they're shocked i mean shocked mind blown that people will actually pay them for what they were giving away for free. So Zach, we're talking today about how to sell your products without selling your soul. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think it's a great a great topic because like you said in the intro, people get queasy about it, right? And Jillian, you were saying the problem you see is timidity, right? That like we're nervous, we're uncomfortable, we're not sure if uh you know, sales is a bad word, right? If it's something that that we should really tiptoe around and we really want to be delicate because we don't want to offend anybody and we don't want to be pushy. Here's just a quick, a quick hot take for you on on sales. I think selling without selling your soul, without being pushy, unethical, or anything, can come come down to one word, and that's conviction or even belief. Right, because if you have conviction and belief, if you really believe yourself that this person is going to be better off by getting what you have to give them, 
right? If your product, if your service is going to make their life better and you've kind of structured it, priced it in a way that like we call like, let's create no-brainer offers. Let's make it a no-brainer offer where we're adding 20, 30, $50,000 of value to somebody's life or solving a 10, 20, $30,000 problem in somebody's life or maybe like a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks. To me, that's a no-brainer. And if you can come to see that and believe that and have conviction that this is going to make their life better, then I think any sales conversation becomes so much more natural to you. It comes becomes so much more convincing and compelling. And your belief will win them over, right? Your conviction that, hey, this is the right thing and I really believe this is the right thing for you. Like, it doesn't come from a place of like, I'm pushing this because I want your money. It's, you know, I'm pushing this and I'm pulling out all the stops to help you see the light because I care about you and I care about your life and where you're going. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that there's a mindset shift that really needs to occur if you've had that sort of embedded belief um, which needs to be rooted out. And I, I want to just ask you a question. And those of you who are joining us live, our members, you can answer in the chat. Have you ever changed? Have you ever changed a, a longstanding habit pattern or belief in your own life? Have you ever um, really just absolutely made a U-turn? Okay. I see a lot of yeses in the chat. And for the people who are listening to this podcast, you're primarily Christians and that involves change, doesn't it? It involves a, a different way of thinking. It's It goes from all about me, me, me to all about Jesus, 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 right? And and not my will, but, but your will be done. I must decrease, you must increase, right? And so change is necessary. If you've had a belief system that that selling is wrong, that people don't want to hear about your products and services, that that there's kind of some shame or some timidity involved in that. That's just a mindset thing, my friend. It really is. And in the intro, I talked about how if you don't want your business to die, if you don't want your your ministry to die, then you're going to have to learn how to love to sell. And I want to tell you a, a little story. In 2020, I had an operation that saved my life. But for two years prior to that, I was dying and I could feel it. I, I could feel my muscles atrophying. I could feel pain in my body, joint pain, inflammation. I lost a ton of weight. I had blurry vision. Hair was falling out and I was dying and nobody could figure out why. I went to all the doctors. I took all the tests. I had the brain scans. Uh, and then it was proposed that I do a surgery that may work or it may not work. But prior to that, for probably a year prior to that, I did an elimination diet. So I eliminated pretty much most of the things that you currently eat and drink, right? So I got off of caffeine, I got off of sugar, I got off of all processed foods. I didn't eat peppers, I didn't eat tomatoes. There was just I was down to basically like 12 food groups, uh, 12 foods that I could eat. I was eliminating all these things and I wasn't getting any better, but I never would have done that. I never would have eliminated all these things if, if I weren't dying, 
right? And so here's my point is that um, if your business or your ministry is not thriving, you've got to have a mindset shift. There are some things that you're going to have to cut out and you're just going to have to choose to change your mind the way you've done many, many times before. There have been many changes in your life. You have changed cities, many of you. You've changed careers. You have you have changed churches. You've changed friend groups. You have changed in your habit patterns. It is no different than that, is to change your mind about sales and about being confident about offering your products and services. You just purpose, you make it your intention to learn to love to sell. And selling is is not a bad word. It's not a dirty word. It actually comes from the root of it. If you look at the etymology of the word sales, it comes from a Norwegian word, which means to serve. So selling is really serving. It's saying, hey, look, I have a solution for you, a solution that's going to work, something that's going to enhance your life, something that's going to make your life better, your your business better, your family better, your finances better. And I'm just offering you what I believe is the best solution for you. And I think that when, you know, it's kind of like evangelism, I think, like when you share the gospel with somebody, it is not your responsibility to twist their arm, to make them do something that they don't want to do. You're not to impose your faith, but you're to expose what you believe. And the choice remains with them. So you don't have to do it in a way that's that's high pressure. You're just you're just simply saying, hey, do you mind if I tell you about something that I think it would really benefit you and would really help you with this problem? And people will say, yes, you can say it in front of a live audience. You can say it in front of a virtual audience. You can say it one on one. Can I share something with you that I think would really be a blessing to you? And then you've given they've given you permission. So that's that's what we call permission-based sales, right? So you've asked them for permission, they've given you permission, and now you could tell them about it. And when you do it, don't be shy. Be be excited about it. Be enthusiastic about it. You've got something great to offer. So I challenge you today. If you have had a fear of selling, if you felt kind of nervous and queasy about it, if you felt somehow that it is morally wrong, let me tell you something, that is wrong. That is a wrong mindset. Selling is not morally wrong. Now, stealing is morally wrong. Um, Taking somebody's money without giving them anything in return is morally wrong. But what you're doing and offering your services as a coach or as an influencer, as a mentor, that is not morally wrong to make an offer and allow people to invest in it because where their treasure is, their heart is too. That's not wrong. And so you just got to make a mindset shift about it and go, hey, wait a minute. I don't want to die, so I would rather change. I want to, to be able to influence the most people. So my mindset has been wrong. I judge that as wrong. And now I'm going to change. And I'm going to become confident at this. I'm going to become good at it. And that is the first step. And let me tell you, it's a game changer. I love it. I love it. Coach Sunny Bunny, I see your your wheels spinning. What's your take on sales in these conversations? Wow. Lots of good things. But I was thinking about this. Okay. Interestingly enough, this is chapstick. Lipstick. lipstick. It is lipstick. And it's one of my favorite shades of lipstick. And then the name of the shade is called Patience. 
which I think is interesting. Uh, but I digress. So I was thinking about two times in my life that I sold things. I would be very curious in the chat. Have you ever, for those of you tuning in live from around the world, have you ever sold anything? I want to know what it was. We want to see it. So drop in the chat. If at any point in your life you sold something, I want to know. And uh, Coach Zach, would you mind to share what were people selling? I just want to know. Yeah, I see phone services, commercial land, Tupperware. Boss services, jewelry, needlework and books, airborne products, dead sea salts, women's clothing. Lollipops. Okay, coffee, Avon. Okay, this is perfect. Okay, so let me just tell you, number one, it, did you know you're a natural born salesperson? You think you're not? Tell me something in your life. There's got to be one thing that you love. I don't care if it's a TV show that you just can't get enough of, or if it's your favorite snack, your favorite recipe. Do you have Do you have anything in your life that you're like, oh, you text? Do you know I do? I will jump. I will jump on the phone and I will text my mother in love, Code Zach's mom, and I'll say, "This lipstick. You've got to get this lipstick. It's this face scrub. It's got to be this hair product. This jacket with this attachable dicky." And a natural born salesperson. And guess what, friends? So are you. You're yeah. selling things all day long, whether you realize it or not. So let me just tell you, here's the difference. I want at two points in my life, one at one point, I sold Brighton jewelry. Funny. Do you, you know Brighton? Okay. Sure. They're still around. They're chicken. They're thanks in part to your excellent salesmanship. Well, what? what? Actually, I wasn't very good at it because you want to know why? Did not like the jewelry. I didn't like it. I didn't want to wear it. And I was embarrassed to sell it. We have just lost a potential sponsor. I'm so sorry. sorry. And if you wear Brighton jewelry, I'm sure it looks lovely on you. But I remember like being being there and being in the store with all the Brighton bags and all the jewelry. And I was the salesperson. And I would have the jewelry on, but there was nothing authentic about my my love for this this brand. And I would try to go through the motions. And do you know I got fired? Why? I didn't sell anything. You want to know why I couldn't sell anything? I didn't believe in the product I was selling. And I wasn't good at being cheesy enough to sell it. So they said, Dianora. And that's all fine and good. But But then at one point in my life, I worked in a makeup counter in the cosmetics department for oh, that's your love language for a Long's drugstore in Bakersfield, California, where I was born and raised, good old B-town. Let me just tell you, it all started, just so you know, I want to just tell you how it started, all right? I worked in, I was the rewind girl, okay? There were these things called VHS, VHS, VHS tapes, you would watch a movie. I was the girl who would rewind them for you. You would bring it in. I would take it. I would check it in. I would rewind it. But do you know what I loved? Berry Raisin 43, okay, by L'Oreal. And I wore this shade of lipstick every day, and I was obsessed with it. 
And women would come in and drop off their things and I would visit with them and I knew who their kids were and the blue bitty blop and they would say, well, what color lipstick is that? And the assistant manager was in this area with me and he was like, I'm telling you, like three or four times a week, women are visiting with you and they're saying, what shade of lipstick is that? And he said, you know what? I'm moving you from rewind girl to cosmetics girl. I got promoted. And do you know, I love this lipstick. I wore it every day. I sold 27 shades of Berry Raisin 43 because I was confident. It looked good on me. I believed in it. I loved the way it made me feel. I thought the color was beautiful. And you know what? I could talk about it all day long. Do you know it never even crossed my mind that I was selling that lipstick for someone? I never even had a clue. It never dawned. I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to sell it. I just had good news. Guess what? Hello, this works for me and it can work for you too. So I'm now really hoping you guys can can glue all the dots together here on what I've what I've just said. Yeah, I think I think we're actually hitting like a little bit of a litmus test. You know, this could be a inflection point for some people because I want you to assess all of our listeners who have businesses or products and services. Are you that excited about what you've got to offer? Are you excited? And it's not really so much about like, oh, I've got the goods, my product's so good, my service is so good. It's like the process and the results for the people. Like, are you excited about this topic to the point, are you excited about your niche and offer and service? Are you as excited about that as Jillian was about Berry Raisin 43, right? If you're not excited about your product and service and the transformation that you want to create for your clients, if you're not as excited about that as Jillian is about Raisin Berry 43, that's a problem, right? Because this whole topic of like, you know, how, how can we have like, you know, good sales conversations and like, you know, really sell in a really ethical way. It's so much easier. It's so natural. It's so effective. If you can just be excited about it, like believe in it, they call like those kinds of, of people who's really excited about a lipstick, really excited about a service, really excited about a product. They call them product evangelists, right? Like they call them evangelists. Like as excited as we are about the good news and our faith, we've got to have like a similar mindset to like what we do, right? Because our work is also a worship, right? Like we can't totally compartmentalize our business and our work is like we got we got our family we got our business we got our faith they are going to intertwine they are going to intersect and you maybe need to start seeing your work as an act of worship and get really excited about the service that you're providing because if you're not excited about it if you don't believe in it it's going to be really uh like there's going to you're going to face a lot of resistance in trying to sell it right okay i want to tell you <clears throat> I sold something. Um, I sold toy robots when I was when I was in. You normally say robot. You've have you changed? I I have because I have the capacity to change, just like all of our listeners. You've been saying robots for years, and I used to say both, but now I. And you're changing it to both. It's this is it, this is like all in the last week. <laughs> so, <clears throat> okay, I was 19 years old. I was working at a bakery. And it was pretty horrible. I didn't like it. And so I thought, well, I have the ability to change. I live in a free country. And back when there were newspapers um, and people would place help wanted ads 
I went and I looked in the newspaper and there was this there was this ad that was kind of cryptic and it was in the warehouse district and I went down there and the boss man said, okay, I like you. I'm going to hire you. Here's what we're going to do. He said, you're going to sell robots. And I said, what kind of robots? And he said, they're toy robots. And he he brought one out and it was it was about five feet tall. It was it was almost as tall as me. And he said, um, here's the deal is that that you can sell them for whatever you want, but I need to make five dollars a box on them. And uh, I said, OK, OK, sounds better than working in the bakery. Go ahead, load up my truck with robot boxes. And then I blew up my demo model and I put them in my passenger seat. And I went to the gas station and I thought, I'm going to go in and I am going to, now as a kid, so I was going to get a Slurpee. And so I thought, I'm just going to bring my robot in with me while I go get my Slurpee. And the robot rolled on in. I had a little remote control and I gathered a crowd like that. And people came around me, half dozen people, where did you get that? That's so cool. My kid would like it. And I, I was like, well, I actually sell them. And just like that, I sold a half dozen robots for $10 a piece. And I pocketed my $5 commission on that. And you know what I did next? I raised my prices. And I went all around town that day. I went to the zoo. I went to the Riverwalk. I lived in New Orleans. And um, I went to the Audubon Zoo. And, and I had a fun time. And I just took my robot with me everywhere. Everywhere I went, People were interested in it. People wanted to talk about it. And it was not like selling at all. It was really just having fun with what I was what I was doing and what I was interested in and, and what I was I was just talking to people. And if you take that kind of mentality, it really takes the labor out of it. If you're just excited about what you're doing, whether that's helping parents or whether that's helping people with their finances, if you're just excited or their spiritual life, if you're just excited about it and you naturally want to talk about it, it's not so much about selling. It's just really about helping people and and sharing your experience and your expertise. And the ones who do want to invest in you, they will be gravitating towards you. They will be interested. They will be excited because you're excited. So I think it really is just such a minor tweak that you need to make. But I think it really starts with a mindset shift of I am going to get good at this. I am going to learn to enjoy it. I am going to learn to love it. And you can make that shift and it'll make a major, major difference in your bottom line. Yes, it will. Let me ask you this, Coach Tam, because I think we've given several examples talking about other people's products, right? Like a lipstick or a robot and, and stuff like that. What about when it's you, right? When it's it's your advice, when it's your course, when it's your program, when it's your coaching. Do you think that it's any different or that we should think about it any different? Because I think that some people might get a little more nervous about that. Like, it's easy for me to talk about this product is so great. But when it's like my services and my advice and my coaching, is that any different? And like, what do we do if we feel a little like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to sound like conceited or ego and stuff like that? Yeah. So, well, I here's here's the way I think of it is I don't think of it as me, that it's all about me. What I think of it as is that 
I've gained a lot of experience over the years that people who are in crisis of various types, they need this wisdom. So I don't think of it as like, oh, I'm selling myself, I'm braggy, I'm talking about myself. I think of it as I've, I've spent decades of my life amassing wisdom for how to fill live events, how to publish best-selling books, how to launch high-ticket coaching programs, how to build your list, how to attract your ideal client. Now, these are things that people who are very good communicators really need to know because standing ovations don't pay the bills. You can write your books and they don't sell. You can put up a website and people aren't coming to it. So, so these are great communicators with great messages who need to know these kinds of things. And I'm not saying, hey, buy Tam Tam. But what I'm saying is I have wisdom, knowledge, experience, and a process that works and works quickly for you. So you can either keep doing what you're doing and dying on the vine and writing your books that don't sell and going to networking events and passing out business cards and getting no speaking invitations, or you can invest in yourself. Let me teach you my process. Let me give you the words to say to sign up clients and you're going to get results. Now that's that's not to my benefit. That's to their benefit. That's to their benefit. And so I think when you when you think about your wisdom, your experience, your knowledge that makes a radical difference in people's lives, you've got to separate the person from the product. You're you're not the product. The product is the product. You're the person who's evangelizing the product because the product works. Okay, yeah. I have a thought. When I uh, lived in Bakersfield, I worked for a, a plastic surgeon and he didn't really have a big marketing budget at the time. And he said, I need to make like um, a little 30 second TV commercial. And my background had kind of been in kind of the broadcast journalism area. And I really liked TV stuff. I really liked the production side of things. And so I was giving him some ideas and I said, well, why don't you do this? And I gave him the idea and he goes, why don't you do that? And I and I was like, I yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never done a TV commercial before. I I don't I was just an idea. He's like, well, there's no time like the present. And I was like, okay. And he didn't really have a budget and I didn't really have experience. So we were like a perfect bet, he and I. So I make this commercial and we he has his little representative agent TV buyer and they we put it on and it's working and people love it and they think it's great. And I have people that start coming to the doctor and say, like, who did that commercial for you? Because it's Bakersfield, right? So it's not like a big market. So it's like, well, who was it? And he's like, oh, you know, my little front desk assistant person, Jill. And so as time went by, I had people coming to me that were asking me if I would do a little commercial for them. So I eventually get so many requests that my friend who worked in production, his name was Eric, said, I think you should just do this. And I said, just do what? What are you talking about? He's like, this thing, this thing where I think you should actually start a little local production company and do this. He goes, it's way better than what you're doing right now. And I was like, you have lost your marbles. Like I did, I don't have a degree in this. I didn't, I don't have any formal training. Like 
who am I to start a production company? You say, Jillian, that is the mindset that stops so many people. They say, who am I? Why should I do this? How can I do this? Even when they're getting success based on the fact that so many people are coming to them and asking them for advice. So what did you do? So I took the leap of faith and I opened my little production company called The Media House. And I was so nervous. I didn't have a website. I had no business cards. I was sweating. I was sweating always. And people would just come to me organically and say, hey, I saw what you did with Bloobity Blop. Like, do you think you could do that for me? And do you know what? I remember telling myself, because I thought like, I don't have a portfolio. Like, I don't know what, what am I going to say to these people? What am I going to charge these people? Like, I'm going to take their money. Like, oh my gosh. But then, you know what I said? they're going to buy it from someone. They are going to hire someone to make TV come on. Right. So I get to decide. Like, I didn't have to do anything. They came to me. They liked what I did. They asked if I could do it for them. And then I just remember that moment where I thought, they're going to get a commercial made either way. So I might as well just do it. I mean, they, they like what I do. And then I did that over and over and over until I had 30 active clients, 30 people who I regularly created these little, te- but it literally allowed me to quit my day job. And I, and and then from there, and then, and then as way leads on to way, part of the commercials that I was doing, someone came to me and for a, for a real estate company that I was now doing work with. And they said, do you think you could create like an infomercial for me? Because I want to showcase all my really high-end homes And on Sundays, I want to run a 30-minute infomercial. Then that led me into reality TV. I cannot even tell you what if if you will just step out of the boat. So many doors opened for me by my willingness to say, look, I don't have a degree. I'm not yet like I'm not some like, you know, big portfolio TV production media owner. But I, I did it and I did one commercial. It. It opened so many doors for me. But if I would have just not taken my friend's kind of advice, Eric, and I would have said, no, look, this is safer because it's a guaranteed paycheck and I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I'm weighing over my head. I'd have to learn a ton of stuff and I'm super scared. I'm going to continue to be the front desk receptionist for this doctor and I'm just going to work for him for free because he wasn't paying me extra to do it. So I just wanted to share that story to encourage you that on the other side of the fear and on the other side of the awkwardness and being uncomfortable and unsure, there is a, like, you know, Coach Tam says, there's a whole wide world waiting for you. They really are. And you will be surprised how they show up in droves, wanting exactly who you are and exactly what you have to offer that will separate you from all the masses. Because they could have gone to anyone else, but they loved me. And my last point, is they loved working with me. They loved who I was as a person. They enjoyed the relationship. And that's another really big component. I always say is like the art of relationship is everything. My clients knew that I really cared. I was going to go the extra mile. I was going to stay up late. I would work on weekends. You know, whatever I needed to do to get them a product that they really loved. And it made all the difference versus maybe somebody else who would say, it's five o'clock and I'm off the clock. So you know, be willing to go the extra mile and build that relationship and show them how how invested you are in seeing them get what it is they want and need. 
And I'm telling you, like, the sky's the limit. Yeah, amen. So anointed. That story was so anointed, really, Jillian. You made so many awesome points. And I think really when it comes down to it, this will set you free, is that when your compassion for other people exceeds your self-consciousness, then you're going to get some freedom and being able to offer what you have to offer, your wisdom and your experience and your advice. And you've paid a high price for your anointing. And, And nobody takes a basket and puts it on top of a light, as Jesus said. You know, you've got to let your light shine. You've got to let your experience shine. You've got to to be humble enough to expose your wisdom and experience and allow people to partake in that. And when God called me to do what I'm doing right now, so it's been about 14, 15 years that I've been doing what I've been doing in equipping Christian leaders and speakers, authors, coaches, and influencers, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to equip the next generation of emerging leaders. Well, I was at the worst place in my life. I was going through a terrible divorce. I had lost my income. I I was I was emotionally depleted. I was physically depleted. I felt ill. I thought, this is the worst time. And why me? Why me? Because divorced women in ministry there's not a huge line for them that that that's not like a high ticket item that people are lining up for but i heard the holy spirit speak to me and even though i didn't think it was a good idea i didn't think i was the right person i didn't think the timing was right i obeyed i obeyed and and when it comes down to it your will is going to cross god's will in this arena and you're going to have to bend your knee to god's will that's all, that's all it comes down to as a Christian, right? So I saw so many gifted speakers and writers and leaders who did not have a huge following, who had very little influence. And I thought, these people, they're brilliant. They're such great speakers. They're such great communicators. They have these amazing survivor stories. These are stories that need to be heard. Why aren't they being heard? Why? Because they didn't know how to market it. They didn't know how to build a list. They didn't know how to package their product attractively. They didn't know how to price it correctly. And I thought if I could match my skills with that person's story, with that person's experience, with that person's communication ability, wow, that brand would blow up. And so it was my compassion for these people who had this amazing giftedness, but no influence that really moved the needle for me to be able to step into this arena. So think about the people that you're called to reach. Like, is your concern for them more important than your concern about how you're perceived? Because let me just tell you, you're going to be criticized one way or another. One way or another, whether you do it, whether you don't do it, you're still going to be criticized. People are still going to judge you, but many, many, many more people are going to love you and applaud you and want to take part in what you're doing if you will obey the call of God on your life. Amen. Amen. Great points. Let's wrap there. Great episode, Coach Tam, Coach Jillian. We will see you guys next week on the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. 
Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting episode.